Hi, my name's Tom Denham. I just want to take a quick moment to say a massive thank you to all our listeners, supporters, everybody on this journey who has helped to support Right on Track to get to one year of podcasting. We're so overwhelmed by all the love and uh, emails and everybody who reaches out to us. We want to extend a huge thank you. We can't say it enough. Uh, For now, please enjoy this uh, quick little episode of all of our best and favourite bits before, of our favourite funny moments, uh, awesome moments, um, and we hope you're doing well and keeping safe. See you later. Yes, once a long long time ago on an island far, far away. The island was surrounded by beautiful people. No, 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 why would you, you know, have rails there to put trucks there? The way I look at it is mm. that there's been a mine shaft, mm. and then as the weight of Thomas has gone over it, mm. then it's collapsed. No, but we see very clearly that it is rails over an open hole, though. That's the, 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 the... no one did the morning inspection properly. No. Yeah, probably. It was the signalman. <laughs> oh, the signalman. <laughs> the signal. I told we need to bring a signalman in here one time. Actually, Denham, you recently did some signalling. Work. Yeah, I'm a signalman. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um. What's up, man? <laughs> Look, it was my lunch break. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, is he now the hero? Like, I don't really understand how Duke's a hero. He's the hero of the rails. He's the hero of all the engines, because <laughs> he's the oldest engine on Sodor. The master of the rails. No, I, don't, I think we're eight not... seasons out from that, Tom. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Settle it, down there, man. This okay. is getting too complicated. So, uh, that was better late than never, <sighs> rankings-wise. I'm going to give it a... I'll, I'll, I'll give it my original score that I was going to give, say, from a scrap of a 4.5, which I think is the lowest we've had so far. Ah, uh, ha-ha. I'm giving it a 4. Ooh. So 3.5. No, no, no. This is for, <laughs> I'm giving it a 4. It's the lowest from me. Look, it has... Nice pieces here yeah. and there, but just overall, it feels like an underwhelming episode. Denim, six point eight. <laughs> <laughs> that is oddly specific. It is. Mm. It is. Uh, it's not one I rave about, but it's one I can chuck on and have a good time. There's stuff in there. I think story-wise, again, I'll use the word humble, but yeah. I think I'm a visual person. I like my train spotting and yes. seeing interesting. Um, arrangements of trains and interesting set choices and camera angles is what sells this episode for me. One thing I love about this, and this is my new head cannon. Head cannon. In yeah. in real life, uh, the place where the accident occurred is now called Linda's Leap. So I like to believe that on this sort of what I'm assuming would now be a pathway or something up in the old Mid-Sodal Railway is called Falcon's Fall. Ooh. I like that. I, 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 I like the idea. Falcon fell for Linda. 
who leaped for him. Tom. No. <laughs> Tom. You can save this for DeviantArt Denim. not here, okay? <laughs> okay. Calm down. Denim. Wow, DeviantArt is a whole another stream of Thomas. Uh, can, can we please not get into anyways, that? Anyways, 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 anyways. Thomas and Rosie. Veto, no. veto, veto. <laughs> vamp, vamp, vamp. It's a Shima. Anyways, so. <laughs> they, they, Stick to more rail protocol. Yeah, yeah. they expand the whistles. Actually, totally off-topic fact here, but something I love is that... The Morse code for the letter V um, is the short, 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 long. Which is the exact same for Beethoven's fifth, which, if you know classical music, is typically written in Roman numerals, which itself is a V. It's the same note. And to add to it, during the Second World War when Winston Churchill created the peace sign, which was originally V for victory, Mm. train drivers would, when going through stations, would do three short blasts than one long one to do the Morse code for V or Beethoven's fifth for victory. Mm. I've learned something new today. Yeah, it's something I like about the railway world. That is the greatest fact we've ever presented on this show. I think so. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) I think that needs its own glorious moment. Mm. I do want to point out one more thing before we wrap up our thoughts on Mavis. This is the last ever episode in which they do the jaunty little outro. Yes, Thank you. Welcome to that Acobal Achi. Guys, we can now do a barbershop quartet. Oh, there's four of us. <laughs> oh, this makes me so happy. Except for the fact I can't sing. You don't, don't have to. It's like yeah. Chief Wiggum in that Simpsons episode. <laughs> Hello. What? With Baby the animals. Board. Talk with the animals. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no, this that, is true. That no, is a good point. And, and the thing is, that end point of narration really <laughs> seems to bring home the idea that Rusty has brought home a stray, and it's like, oh, what's your name, Mr. Cat? And it's like, oh, meow. And and, 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 then, and everyone calls you the bluebell cat. Like, that's sort of what they aimed for when they said that. But you're right that they mention him by name. And also, Stemmy's theme is really awesome. Oh, I, I, love I am going to give you that. Denim, what are you that's giving right. it? Nine out of ten. I'm giving it two. Out of ten. Whoa. I really, really, really despise this episode. I don't like the way it's written. I don't like the way Stepney's introduced. I don't like the way how Rusty's railway line runs all the way over to the mainland. I do like that scene with the moon and the two of them crossing the bridge, and I do like Stepney's theme, but nothing else. And what's your score? I I have to agree with you there, but I'm not generous enough to even give it a two. We're going 1.5 over here. Our first one. One on the podcast. Uh, technically 1.5. Oh, yes. My first 1.5 on the podcast. Oh. I think you've broken Connor. M, you are my mate for life. <laughs> well, uh, social media is there. Yeah, so it is. 10. Oh! No. Just, just, just because I've given it that 1.5 and you want to give it that other point back, yeah? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the, the other point and a half back. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I see how it is. I, I was 8.5. You went 1.5. I'm evening it out to 10. 
And then you can still keep the same engine, or the ending of they call him the bee's knees, which mm. means he's really useful. More useful than ever. Let's do it. So like old men. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like the Waldorf, Statler and... Denim. <laughs> so I'm going to give this a, a seven. It's not heroes, but it's close. Denim. Hmm. I feel like I've come off a high okay. with Bulgy and Heroes, mm. and I'm wanting more, and I'm just munching my way through Series 3 going, yes, give me that. But I've just come down. I feel like we've come back down to Thomas Gets Bumped and Edward Trevor and the Really Useful Party. Yes, I don't really like that episode much. So... I know, I know it aches me to do this because I know people like this episode. That's no discouragement to you. Han, Han, but before you say that, you did say that we have come from a good high, so I'm going to reduce this down to a six. Okay. Okay. Is this as bad as Edward Trevor and the Really Useful Party? I was going to say 2.5. What? Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, this episode doesn't do it for me. Oh, okay, right, okay. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10, all right? Okay. I really enjoy this. This is, like, okay, one Mr. of the best. This, this, is, this is, like, the most widespread score we've ever had. This is one of the most enjoyable episodes of Season 3 and one of the most enjoyable overall. It's an absolute classic, and I love I it. I like seeing you getting passionate. Now, please indulge me here, because in one corner we have got Henry. Built in 1919, rebuilt in 1935, weighing in at 76 long tons with attractive effort of 116.2 kilonewtons. And in the other corner, you've got the family of the Elephantidae family, the largest and heaviest animal on Earth, the escaped circus elephant, weighing in at 10.4 long tons with a max speed of 40 kilometers an hour, or 25 miles per hour. And the maximum push-pull strength of an African bush elephant, okay, is about three to five tons. This elephant is not winning against Henry. We should put the John Cena theme in here. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think I already have? (laughs) Can't can't you hear it right now? It's punched in right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You should say this. No, I'll say that. I don't like sitting here like, yeah, I'm the guy. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So you're the guy. Okay. He's I'm the guy. You, 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 you are a train guy. You, you like, yeah, I'm you, the train you, guy. You, you the like choo choo trains, specifically ones that talk. Mm, not just not just choo choo trains, chugga chugga choo choo trains. Oh, oh, there's a great difference there. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> well, like, 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 that's understandable. But it's a good point on how his name is written there. And so I've given him this name, Bulgy, where it's like, it's written, can you read? Mm. Like, I, I feel like this is actually Oliver's, you know, ego coming out going, I bet none of these guys could read. Yeah. Guess what I learnt the other day, guys? What? We. <laughs> I learnt that tomorrow's a special holiday. Wink. <laughs> but yeah, that is a really good point. Um... I feel what it would be, it was just sort of slip of the tongue kind of stuff on, 
I've decided to call him Bulgy. Why? That's his name. Yeah, that's a particular reason. I think it suits him. Yeah. The domino effect is that then Percy and Toby team up to then pay Thomas out. Mm. Mm. Shall we say how? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, we, may, we may as well, because not everyone's seen this episode and we need to summarise it for them. It's, there's a similar thing because I've been told that particularly when you're growing up into ch- through childhood and adolescence, your cells uh, replenish and replace themselves. Yes, about six years. Yeah, five to six years. So the person you are now is completely different to the person you were six years ago. I'm not half the man I used to be. Exactly. I think that's probably quite a good thing in my case. <laughs> Why, do you, would you care to elaborate on that? Or is it inappropriate for a family podcast? <laughs> that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Tune in to Naughty Rude on Sunday nights. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I'll act as the voice of reason between these two squabbling children. It works well. But, but what puzzles me, though, is that Bill and Ben are taking two brake bands to the China Clay Pits, and Edward's got three coaches. You cannot fit three coaches worth of passengers into two brake vans. I should know. I've been in a brake van. True, but we can say that some may be having a tour of the quarry at the time, and they're just sort of changing it round. Maybe only two carriages were used, and one was used for other purposes. Yeah. Like what, for instance? Luggage. Oh, no, okay, yeah. yeah. You, got me <laughs> I there. love yeah. that bl- luggage. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. It's, it's one of my favourite locations in Series 4. And a ton of Tugs characters are there as well. Lots of green. We see, of course, the buildings sort of set, nestled into the hillside there. Yeah, it's just with details such as their signs, steam paddle boats, mm. everything. I'll say this now. This set was definitely inspiration for my second model railway. Ah, you it, know how there's that second level and you see all the buildings kind of nestled into the yes, mountains? Yeah, yeah. I got that from this episode. Hang on. You, when you say your second model railway, is that the one you previously modelled or the one you're working on at the, the moment? The one he previously modelled. Oh, yeah. The one I never got to see. No. I never got to see it in person, don't worry. Come no, see my new one. You it's know, cute. We, sh- we should start a podcast called Tom Denham Never Lets Us Look at His Model Railway Sets. <laughs> or, 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 or Tom Denham Never Edits Out the Path of the Episodes Unless We Give Some Kind of Incentive to. Yes. <laughs> That'll this, be great. That would be awesome. This is going to still be in like the final edit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hi, people from Tom's Laziness. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world, wherever you're from, this is the Right on Track podcast where we talk everything Thomas the Tank Engine and friends. I'm Parry. I'm Connor. Hang on, where's Denim? Denim. 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 Where are you? Right, yeah. Uh, Denim's not here. He, no, he's not. <laughs> as obvious, but uh, he's actually working right now on the Puffing Billy Railway mm-hmm. as the signalman. As, oh, typical. It's always the fault of the signalman, it isn't it? It is, isn't it? Uh, so, Parry and I are just going to do it, and Denim's going to pop in every now and then with his own little editing, because the magic of editing. Indeed, the magic of editing. So we're most looking forward to hear what he has to say when we eventually hear it, but in the meantime, it's just Connor and I sitting in the studio, feeling very lonesome with only our toy trains for company. 
but about an episode that hasn't got really any thrills, but it mm. has got a very, very large amount of content. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the next episode. Let's do just that. Now, this is called Thomas Percy and the Post Train. It or is... Thomas Percy and the Mail Train in the US. But thank you, because they call it mail over there for some reason. The mailman. Don't worry, we'll have the letter train next. <laughs> Thomas so... Percy and the Paper Train. <laughs> so, yeah, what would it be called these days? Thomas Percy and the... Email so- train. The social media train. Yeah, yeah, the, um, Thomas Percy and the Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> Thomas, Percy, and uh, I've got no mobile data. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, Thomas and Percy are going, yeah, listen, uh, we've been, you know, uh, putting all the letters on the line. No, online, online, not on the line, online. Oh, dear. Okay, I think we need to get back on track, and uh, we'll just play a little bit of the clip. My title is ironic. <laughs> And that song is indeed sung by the narrator, Ringo Starr. Which means it is everyone's new favourite moment, Ringo Sings! And that brings the number of times Ringo sings across two seasons of Thomas the Tank Engine to three. Yes. So after <laughs> Off the Rails, Thomas's Christmas Party, and of course, there's now this episode here. But <clears throat> um, if you were ill, uh, you wouldn't need to do the work, would you? So yeah. pretend you're ill. Uh, you barely edit the episodes anyways. You don't need to pretend you're ill to get out of it, Denim. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Much love. Um, but Thanks, boys. True. <laughs> I will concede that, says Connor. I, I will concede to that. Okay, like, what, what, what is a really good thing about this episode? All of it. All of I, it. I mean, as you've mentioned, we're reacquainted with Bill and Ben. We get to see the mischievous side. We get to see Boko acting as a sort of older brother figure. Yeah. We've got a cameo there from Edward... We've got uh, the Fat Controller going along with Boko's shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just got so much going for it. I it's, like it. It's so I, much fun. I do like it. Yes. However, when researching this episode, I came across something mm. which infuriated me. So oh. badly that you even went down an octave with your voice. Gifts with my voice. Oh, is that Tom Denham? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Why, hello there. <laughs> it's the, the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> no, no, your voice needs to be a little bit higher and a little bit more obnoxious, and then you'll be me. I'd say it is a much better version than Better Late Than Ever. I would agree with you, although there is someone here who would disagree with you. <coughs> nah, Better Late Than Never is the most important story of Series 2. Um, I say this because the viaduct is a very important part of uh, the Northwestern Railway. Yes, and yes. We, and we see the continuity and uh, the impact of this episode all the way through the second half of Series yes, 2. Yes, but, r- but right now, you're not talking really about Better Late Than Never. You're talking about the one-minute intro sequence that hasn't got... Much happening in it, <laughs> but and it's, it's more important. of a train. Yeah, it's it's an important thing. It's important character development. De- okay, development. Uh, okay, I, I children, children, today. children. As the oldest person here, I need to tell you to stop. Okay, mum. <laughs> okay, but if I were to okay, put a vi- <laughs> if I were to put a viaduct scene in this episode, 
for you, Denim, specifically for you. Yeah. Then, what would you think about it? I think it'd be more interesting. <laughs> you just like the viaduct, don't? That's well, why you like Thomas and the Magic Railroad. There's a viaduct <laughs> in it. It fools. It's a major part of the story. I just like tall bridges. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, you are quite tall. Mm. But yeah. he likes tall bridges because he can't hit his head on them as he walks under them. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's why I relate to Bulgy so much. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Right on Track podcast, hosted by Tom Parry, Connor Jonas, and Tom Denham. To keep up to date and on schedule with Right on Track, you can follow them on their various social media platforms. Platform one is Facebook. Facebook.com slash Right On Track Thomas Podcast. Platform two is Instagram, sin underscore Right On Track. Platform three is Twitter at Untrack Thomas. Platform four is email, Right On Track Thomas at gmail.com. And on Platform 5, for more show details, visit sin.org.au slash rightontrackthomaspodcast. The theme was composed by Headmaster Hastings, edited by Tom Denham, produced by Sin Media. <laughs>